Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Well, howdy, and uh, welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Saturday afternoon for us. Who knows what time it is where you might be listening. Or what year. Or what year it might be. That for them. I have <laughs> really troubles figuring out what year it is sometimes. <laughs> I'm Harry Alexander, and back in Tucson, and Bunker de France is still in Tucson. Ho, ho, hi! <laughs> That's how Charlie Russell used to greet friends. Okay. I've learned that from your book, Eric. See? Yeah, I got you that good book on Charlie Russell. Yes, you did. It's yeah. a great book. Yeah. The guy that wrote it, it, it come to find out, because you know, we were talking about him when you gave it to me, I, and I was reading little parts in here and there, because that was only yesterday I got it. Yeah. But he was an old, very, very close friend of mm-hmm. Russell. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, and it's just basically, it's stories him and they would tell each other and other mm-hmm, people so mm-hmm. it's it's like sitting around the campfire with a, with a cup of black coffee and, excellent and just shooting the breeze excellent well this is the first day of june yeah for us and uh today we have uh well, a little bit of this a little bit of that and maybe some of the other thing as well some nuggets nuggets that's right well you know nuggets are important they are it's the little things you pick up in life that that stick with you. That is correct. Um, we are, uh, you are able to telephone us if you got a nugget that you'd like to yeah. throw out. Uh, the phone number, it's real simple, 844-908-WEST, 844-908-9378. Our email address, if you'd like to get in touch with us, is voicesofthewest at gmail.com, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. Our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash Voices of the West. And uh, I am monitoring the Facebook page as we speak to uh, see who might want to make a comment. Sherrod, give us a call. Yeah, she's she's already made her comment. She already did? <laughs> well, she she oh. likes our post, likes the post of what's up today. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, hopefully she'll call in. That'd be cool. Um, we don't have a YouTube channel anymore, so screw that. Uh, well, you know... Yes, because our, of our content. It must be they don't like cowboys or guns. They don't like cowboys and guns but, and, and <clears throat> honest Americanism. You know, but that's okay because I got something else for you. Uh, on the voicesofthewest.net website, you can watch some of these old movies and you can also read some of those great graphic novels, as they call them now. I prefer comic book. but Well, you know, there's a difference. And just like, you know, we got the comic strip, which is what you'd have in the daily paper and the Sunday funnies, and then the comic books, which were, I grew up on comic books. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for comic books, I'd probably be illiterate, but now I already. No. <laughs> and, of course, the graphic novels, and I'll tell you, the graphic novels are pretty darn impressive, some of them. Well, I have, uh, uh, for, let me uh, back up here, I was went to the yeah, TV up, tab. We'll do this one instead. You want to tell us about the comic books? I'm going to tell you, yeah, I'll tell you what I got here. I've got one, I've got three, four up. Whoa, I've been busy. Yeah. Uh, Maybe five. I've got uh, one, the latest one issue is uh, Straight Arrow Comics. One of my favorites when I was a kid. Uh, This was a uh, uh, radio program, a Western adventure series for juveniles, uh, which was broadcast mostly twice weekly in the U.S. from 1948 or 49 through 1951, 292 episodes made. And you want to know an interesting thing about Straight Arrow? Please do. You're, you're familiar with Nabisco Shredded Wheat? Of course. And in the old days, back when I was a squirt, they used to have between each layer of biscuits mm-hmm. a, a cardboard card. Okay. And each one of those cards was a Straight Arrow Ingenuity card. Wow. And it was... Uh, You'd have little stuff about saddles mm-hmm. or, or oh, guns cool. or tack. Yeah. And I had a ton of them. Unfortunately, growing, growing up and going <laughs> to the Navy, all of the good stuff I had like that, my dad threw out because now I was a man. Yeah. And those things, are, they're worth their weight in gold now. Yes, they are. Well, the uh, uh, Straight Arrow radio program aired on the Mutual Broadcasting System. And uh, that was uh, starting in 1949. 
got another one up here. Rocky Lane, Code of the those Silver Sage. Pub- no, those was a Fawcett publication. Yep, Rocky Allen Lane, Cowboy B actor in the 40s and 50s. You know him probably much better as the voice of Mr. Ed. Wilbur. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, got a Lash LaRue comic up there. And Lash, Those were good. Lash was, I, I thought the comic books were better than the movies I, then, it, but now I like the movies. I like the movies. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, he started well, out playing to, second and third leads. Yeah, he, he was second and third leads with uh, the likes of Buck Jones and... Uh, wait, wait a minute, wait, 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 Harry. You're going to get my dandruff up here to to put him in the league with Buck Jones. Buck Jones second, is on the top uh, top tier. He's in the middle lower tier. I, I understand, but you didn't hear what I said. I oh. said he uh, he started out playing second oh. and third leads That's true. That's with the likes of Buck Jones, and it impressed people, and they gave him his own. It did. And uh, his uh, movies were made in the 1940s. Also up is a, a, a great one here. Uh, I know it's one of your favorites, Bunker. It's Hoot Gibson. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> this uh, well, this is just, uh, there's no title to it. Uh, it's the old Hooter. Yep. And uh, amazingly enough, many of the cowboy stars of that era had some comic books out. And and just about all of them. Yeah. yeah. And that most of the themes were based off of the movies. Uh, uh, so, and you know what is funny mm-hmm. is they also there was a lot of European editions of these, and they even went on to do issues <clears throat> that were not repeat reprints of mm-hmm. American ones, but totally <clears throat> originals. And it was up through Gunsmoke even. Well, uh, the uh, in the in the television section, uh, there's three of them up. And uh, for right now, there'll be more and more coming, I guarantee it. But uh, the first one that's up there is called Two-Fisted Law. This is from 1932. This is, this is a movie. This is a movie. Okay. And it's uh, written by William Colt MacDonald. Oh, great writer, great writer. And uh, We need to do a show on him. Yeah, this, this is considered by many as... Uh, uh, a forerunner, if you will, to the Three Musketeers. Three Mosquitoes? Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Anyway, this stars Tim There's Con- a difference, you know. Aaron. I know. The, the Mosquitoes is the way it's pronounced. No, it's Mosquitoes. No. If you look at the spelling, it's a double E. I know that, but if you listen to the way they said it in Hollywood at the time, it's Mosquitoes. Well, because they didn't know better. Well, because it's called a mesquite tree, not a mosquito tree. Well, but if you have a whole bunch of them, look at those mosquitoes over uh, yeah, okay, there. Okay, all right, all right. Or, or <clears throat> then you also got the little buzzy guys that fly around and bite you on the ankles. And, it, well, and, and, and the, the and three those, mosquitoes. Yeah, <laughs> and those mosquitoes will also uh, stab you, too. So yeah. uh, anyway, uh, this stars uh, the great Tim McCoy, uh, Two-Fisted uh, Law, 1932. You know, you <clears> left <throat> out one of the comic books that you have there. I did. Whip Wilson. I don't have that one in there. I thought you did. No, no. I'm not. sure you don't. No, no, no. no. Well, I'm should. working on it. You should. <clears throat> I'm working on it. there's a great cover. I thought, I thought I saw it. Oh, okay. Maybe you did. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the next movie up is Arizona Bound. This is from 1941. Retired Marshal Buck Roberts, played by Buck Jones, has left law enforcement and enjoying life on his northern Arizona ranch when he gets a telegram from Marshal Bat Madison. Requesting his aid in stopping a rash of stagecoach robberies near a villain-infested Mesa City. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I love it. Oh, wait. I got one more up here. Oh, one more. One more. You hit me with it. All right. Border Law from 1931. That's a good one. This is another Buck Jones movie. You might get the impression that I like Buck Jones, and you would be absolutely correct. Hey. (laughs) In my house, if you don't like Buck Jones, it's just like if my dog don't like you, I probably yep. ain't going to like you. No. If you don't like Buck Jones, I ain't going to like you. You know, you may not like it the first time you watch it. Maybe, I don't know. But you have to give it a chance. I think these are most excellent uh, uh, television or movie programs uh, with Buck Jones and uh, Tim McCoy. 
another favorite of mine is Johnny Mac Brown. Got oh, yeah. Johnny Mac to watch you know, tonight, and then three hoppies. You know, the, that, you, there's, you, you hit on something there because you know, folks of our generation, you know, that people say, "Well, you just you grew up with it and stuff like that." Well, yeah, we did, but the reason we love them is because they became old friends. That's right. And the only way somebody becomes an old friend is by becoming very, very familiar with yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way. So, uh, 844-908-9378 is the phone number, 844-908-WEST. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, maybe you've got a suggestion for a, a movie uh, or comic that I can pop up there, uh, because after all, I'm doing this for others' enjoyment as well as mine. <laughs> and might I add, if any of you folks out there have an old favorite cowboy comic book you'd like to talk about, Hell yeah, man. or an old cowboy movie or yeah. TV thing, call us, because we, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to share our passion, but we want your passion, because... Sure. We learn from you. That's right. This is think of this as nothing more than a old radio campfire. Yes, it is. You know? Well, you know, speaking of campfires, mm-hmm. actually, this has nothing to do with the campfire. <laughs> but why <laughs> but, not? But <laughs> uh, an old cowboy friend of mine, Ken White Cotton, he's a heck of a cowboy. I've done some of his poems on the show before. Mm-hmm. Well, Ken's got a, a he's got a couple of books out, and it's one that I'm, I'm holding in my hands right now. It's titled Cowboy Poetry. All right, which is a pretty original title. Yeah, but it goes on to say, Cowboy Poetry as Twisted as Bob Wire. Okay, <laughs> and the book, you know, and unlike some books, but like some books do, it kind of has a, a running theme in there. It's in twelve sections, and each section starts with. The month of the year. Okay. So there's a January poem, February poem. Okay. And I just happen to have in my hands here, open to June, the June poem. Well, what a coincidence since it happens to be June. It just happened, yeah. June is the puncher's gravy because I forked o'er leather all day. It's the time I live for and love the best. I'm always cowboyed up, and that's just A-OK. Days are nice and so many cowboy things to do, such as spring branding and a lot of kicks. But, of course, there are some of those other chores, like a whole bunch of old fix, fence to fix. Always. Yeah, and that's it. All right. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, what else you got? Well, let's see. Let's do a little coming attractions or distractions or kind of locally newsy. Okay. I got a thing here. There, I, I think it may be. I'm hoping it hadn't finished, but if not, it started last week at the loft, and it's a kind of a. I guess you'd call it a documentary called Biggest Little Farm. Okay. And it says, the successes and failures of a couple determined to live in harmony with nature on a farm outside of Los Angeles are lovingly chronicled by filmmaker John Chester in this inspiring documentary. So it is a documentary. And I want to preface this by saying that an awful lot of documentaries nowadays are, uh, I hate to use the word liberal, but they're very, uh, they have a slanted point of view. Well, as opposed to liberal, we'll, we'll just make it right and say that they, they advance toward the left. Yeah. Because the, a true liberal does not exist any longer yeah. in our political well, culture. Yeah, and the funny thing, liberal, the word is based on liberty. Yeah, thank you. But, it, yeah, and before <clears throat> I get in reading some more about it here, uh, that's one of the things, I, I, I read another a, a review of a film this week in the in the desert leaf called Duswan, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, oh well, this is right up our alleys because even you know, like I gotta say, I, I I'm not the most liberal person in the world, but uh, who is? <laughs> well, they all are. You're but the right of the thing was, I'm reading this thing, and and I mean, the person writing it is just they're just they're practically glowing like a desert sunset in the praise of the filmmaker who is just so enamored with the beauty of the desert and she's, mm-hmm. the contrast. And, and it's about illegal immigrants and everything. And then she goes in and she's talking with the, the filmmaker. And pardon me, but hippy-dippy 
filmmakers, they have such a slant on stuff that is, it's, it's pure, well, you know, it, it, you can only, I, I can't see it in the movie, but I can almost see it in her head. Mm-hmm. A desert tortoise <coughs> tap dancing with rainbows and little bluebirds <laughs> flopping around it and chirping. I just, I, you know, oh, excuse God. me, Harry, I, <coughs> but it, it, this stuff galls me. That's a great visual, Bunker. Tap <laughs> <laughs> dancing desert tortoise. Yeah, I'll read a little more here. Because, you know, it does sound interesting, and I'm going to try and see it if it's still out there this week. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, I still support things that are about the West sure. and about the agricultural yeah. and yeah. stuff. Uh, it's important. It's our heritage. Yeah, you know, to digress for a second, last Monday on Memorial Day, I went out and saw the Mustang. Mm-hmm. Contemporary Western takes place in a... A federal prison facility where they break horses, you know, with the BLM. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I'll tell you what, and this is the funny thing. This is an American film, but it was made by the French and the Belgian. They were the, who produced it. Hmm. Their money. But beautiful film, great, I mean, real acting, and the incomparable Bruce Dern is this crusty old guy that's in charge of the prisoners and the breaking program. And, I mean, it's another one of those Bruce Dern performances that, you know, you, you just go, how does the guy do this so consistently over and over? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, and it's real, you know. It's yeah. But anyhow, <clears throat> getting into this here. In 2011, Chester and his wife, professional chef Molly Chester, made a life-altering decision. The couple left their jobs to move to a patch of land north of Los Angeles and build a farm from the ground up. Motivated by their desire to both live a life outside the city and provide a better life for their rescue dog, Todd, that's good for them, the couple waded through disastrous weather, predators, and local diseases over the next seven years as they devoted themselves to the creation of Apricot Lane Farms, with John documenting their process every step of the way. Teeming with stunningly beautiful images of flora and fauna, and a pregnant hog that will melt your heart. <laughs> Biggest Little Farm is a testament to idealism. For urban viewers, it is a necessary, necessary word. That's a good word. Necessary confrontation with how our food is grown. It's also a family adventure full of suspense and emotion that will leave a lump in your throat. All right. Well, I hope that's the only place that leaves a lump. <laughs> One can hope, right? <laughs> well, let's see. What else have we got here? Well, it's still going on uh, out at the Arizona State Museum up there by the university. They still have the Hopi Katsina dolls changing styles and during meetings uh, through the 27th of July. And you, you need to take this in, and you'll learn the difference between Katsinas and Kachinas. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference. Right. And if you want another one here. This is this is this is something we can all we can all enjoy. There's a screening out at Old Tucson. They're, they're doing kind of a summer series things with the loft, mm-hmm. and this particular screening is the Quick and the Dead, uh, and it takes place. Uh, what is it here? I got a date here somewhere. I better have a date here somewhere. Well, where's the date, Harry? <laughs> I don't know. You had the part. I had the it piece. here. Oh, here we go. It's Saturday, June 15th at 7.30 p.m. You know, it's like you can sit out there and you can see with the desert sky above it. So it's kind of like being Mm -hmm. here on the ranch. And I'll tell you, it's quick in the dead. uh, Got a lot of bad because it's kind of a silly Western, but it's a lot of fun. Well, and you get to see a lot of fancy gun twirling and, yeah. and Gene Hackman chewing up the scenery as an evil town <laughs> boss. I mean, I like it. I liked it, actually. I, All right, we got to do our first break here. Then uh, these commercials are aired because these folks. Uh, support us. They pay for to uh, be on this show. You can as foot well. The bill. If, help fit the bill. Foot the bill. Uh, it, it don't cost a whole arm and a leg, just maybe a leg. Uh, maybe someday we'll make enough money to buy a used hat at a thrift store. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. We've we got our, my, our, my our hat fund going. Alive, yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, it's easy to advertise on this show if you're a business person. Uh, all you have to do is email me at uh, voicesofthewest@gmail.com, and I'll uh, set you up right fast with whatever is uh, oh. needed. On- yes, sir. Listeners, if you're ever out in one of our sponsors' businesses, tell them you'll listen to us. And by golly. That, and that by golly, you thank them for supporting us. That's right. Because they're supporting the West as well. Anyway, with all that, we'll be back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. Stay tuned. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best-kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movie Zealots podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like the Alexa quote of the show and may the odds be ever in your favor and have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC stubs or movie pass. So after finishing this podcast, please give the movies out podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google play. Simply search movies out until then. And that's a wrap. California Carlson, first sheriff. <laughs> Doggone, it sure looks good up there. Yeah, a lot of dignity, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dignity. Hoppy, yeah. I've waited for this for 40 years. Sure, sure. You want to be sheriff now that Hoppy's cleaned out that den of the 40 thieves. Why, you young nuthead, that's the trouble. Uh, me, a man of action, and, and no chance to see action around here. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And we are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. <clears throat> Pardon me, Harry Alexander with you, along with Bunker de France. Yep. And uh, heading into the commercial, we heard uh, the theme from 26 Men. Great television show, I thought, and short-lived. Yeah. You know, Kimo, uh, Kilo Anderson, you yep. know, there was the, yep. he was one of the top quick-draw guys. Yep. Very good. And coming out of it, uh, the theme to the uh, movie serial... From 1934, The Red Rider. Yes. We were going to do that one, but yeah, uh, we decided... We do a Red Rider yeah, show. We, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're men of action, Harry. Usually. 
We should, we should, we should be doing something here. All right. I will tell you that you can call in to uh, talk with us, uh, offer up your suggestions on uh, show topics or, you know, hey, whatever. Make up your own topic. There you go. 844-908-WEST. 844-908-9378. And uh, we'll be happy to talk with you and uh, you'll be able to talk to all talk to us. tens of thousands of listeners that we have. And Millions around the world. Well, it's around the out world. Out into outer space even. Yeah, Who knows? Some satellite out there. 10,000, uh, over 10,000 listeners for us. So and that, hey, ain't, you know, that ain't no bull. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it, who knows? Somebody up on the space station might even be listening to yeah, us. It's entirely possible. possible. Pod, I hope so. <laughs> pod, uh, podcasts are available at uh, the following places. You can listen on Radio Public as well as subscribe. You can listen on Spotify as well as subscribe. You can listen on Stitcher as well as subscribe. You can listen at uh, the voicesofthewest.net website as well. You can probably find us on iTunes. Yes, you can. I was just there a bit ago. Uh, So you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, or Google Music. We're all over the place. That's the way it should be. Indeed. And, you know, not only that, but they can go Google Voices of the West and find out a whole lot more about us and what we've done in the past, some of the past shows and stuff like that. That's right. Uh, I forget how many, how far back the uh, podcasts go. De- I think it depends on which one of the, the venues you look up. That's very true, depending on the space available. Yeah. So, And how up-to-date you keep it. Uh, well, <laughs> France, you found my downfall. <laughs> you know me. I, if, I find, if I find a sore, I'll pick it. Well, I reckon you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I got. I, I want to kind of talk about just what's kind of gone on the last week, coming up this week, and some stuff in the future, and just mention some of the Jaspers that are out there. <laughs> Jaspers. That's Harry's new word. Oh, boy, I tell you what. I just Jaspers. Flew, flew into my mind and it won't go away. <laughs> Even before we started the show, Harry says, you know, we got to come up with a name for our for our video movies uh-huh. that we're showing. He says, it's got to have Jaspers in it. Well, no, it doesn't have to have Jaspers in it. The, the name just came to me, and so thinking of uh, doing a little vignette uh, the Jasper Files. Maybe we, we could make him a fictitious, fictitious host, Jumpin' Jack Jasper. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, I want to mention uh, Jasper. Uh, I had the pleasure of working for him. In fact, uh, the movie I worked on was played a couple of times this last week. Mr. Audie Murphy, uh, it's got the anniversary of his death in 1971 on May 28th. On May 30th, two very great men had birthdays. Mm-hmm. Clint Walker mm-hmm. and Harry Alexander. No, not, not me. Yeah. My, my, no, I'm on the 31. Mine's, yeah. mine's with uh, the other great Clint Eastwood. Oh, that's right. Clint Walker. Yeah, you're right. Well, you're right, Harry. I've got to admit <laughs> it. But, hey, they're both named Clint. That's all right. Again, there's Clint Howard. My, my son tried to tell me that Thursday was my birthday. Like, I think I know when I, I, I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, moving ahead to the week ahead coming up, on the 4th of June, which is the month we just now entered, mm-hmm. is the Battle of Midway began in 1942. Yeah, yeah. I mention this because part of the Western heritage is... A lot of cowboys okay. and farmers have always stood up for their country all the way back from the Mohawk Valley to mm-hmm. uh, Iraq and uh, Afghanistan. Yep. Uh, also on the 5th, a good, good friend of mine, I miss him. Think about him every once in a while. Monty Hales, oh, it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. And then the following day, the 6th, we talked about this, D-Day, 1944, and we on the last week's show we mentioned the fact that John Ford was there. Was there? He waited ashore amongst mm-hmm. all the gunfire and everything. Stood amongst all the bodies, and that's why you know he had a he had before he already had it, but it had such an impression on him that you know you see it in his work. I, now, imagine, I imagine those were all one take, right? 
No, well, no, it took several days to do that one. No, 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 no Fords were all. Okay, <laughs> Never mind. that was bad. You explain it to me. A little. I know. That, it <laughs> was just you bad. explain it to me now. No, I'm no, not, okay. No. Well, okay. Now, Forget coming up. <laughs> now here in Tucson, this is, and this is a big deal. This is a big, big deal. Okay. And I think I'll let you tell us, tell the, tell the folks out there. From the 19th through the 22nd, what is happening here in Tucson? The Western Riders of America are coming to town, and uh, they'll be uh, having their five-day convention out on the east side of Tucson at uh, one of the great hotels out there. Uh, We will be broadcasting from that event. Uh, streaming live, streaming Almost. live, kind of, kind of well, delayed, we'll, delayed streaming. Well, streaming seven live. seconds, but uh, we'll be we'll be streaming from there, and uh, no specific topic is set at all. But uh, what we're going to do is uh, cover the event and uh, the people involved in the event, and maybe some of the panel discussions and anything. We find can out get. what it takes to be, hey, become a writer of the Western genre. We'll follow them into the bathroom as long as it's not the ladies. That's very true. Yeah. Of course, speak for yourself. <laughs> Wait a minute, Eric. No, no, now no. I know why. No. We, oh, you old, you old perf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming up to, towards the end of the month is the National Day of the Cowboy, mm-hmm. which, you know, we should, we should probably theme the cowboy on that day, especially with your new book on the cowboy. That is correct. Uh, and uh, we'll also probably go down to the Empire for yes. participation in the National Day of the Cowboy. I'll be down there in the morning mm-hmm. until a little afternoon. Yeah, I'll be with you as well, probably. Great, good. We'll go down together, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And share share uh, whatever they got to offer. Mm-hmm. There's always got goodies to, That's to right. snack on. They might have a food truck or might not, but I know they always generally have a lot of cookies and stuff like that. So. Then at the end of this month, uh, the 29th, is uh, our movie Saturday, and a very, very good program is going oh, to come up yes, with that. Yes. Uh, we have uh, 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 Stuart Rosebrook from True West Magazine. He was on a, a while back uh, talking about the book and uh, that his dad wrote and the movie that he produced uh, or helped produce, uh, uh, Junior Bonner. Yeah, his dad was the writer. Uh-huh. And so uh, uh, Stuart will be joining us uh, along with, um, I think... <laughs> Todd Roberts. Todd? <laughs> we're going to be... Are you listening? We're going to be talking about uh, the first Monty Walsh yes. movie with uh, Lee Marvin and Todd's father produced uh, yes. that movie as well. And the second one. And the too. second one. And, so. and he produced a bunch great. of other things too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. And Todd is our Hollywood insider. Yes. Our semi-regular co-host yes. when, he, when he finds the time for us and yes. doesn't... You know, take uh, off for a wedding yes. and, and leave Harry Harry right. abandoned in, in you know, Los Angeles. That, that, that was so odd doing the show there <laughs> without talk. without you. Well, no, without you there, <laughs> it, it was just so bizarre. Uh, you, you know, know, it was great. Hey, you know, yeah, you could just sit at home. That was great. I got to be a first time caller yeah. for Voices of the West. There you go. And. Folks, believe me, it was so simple I couldn't believe it. I don't know why I hadn't done it before. See, and it's very easy for you to do. All you have to do is call 844-908-WEST, 844-908-9378, and uh, you give us a call. We'll pop you up on the uh, on the air here as it is, as it were, and uh, we'll get her done, as they say. You know, or we, we'll read your email. Or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're flexible. We got to do another uh, commercial break oh, okay. here because, uh, well, it's just that time. It's fun. It's that time. So, without further ado, we will be back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important <coughs> messages. You stay tuned. While I was out a-riding The graveyard shipped midnight to dawn The moon was as bright as a reading light For a letter from an old friend back home Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? 
What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online back Backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hey, this is Robert Fuller, uh, G.S. Harper from Laramie, and we're listening to the Voices of the West. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And we are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Uh, a little bit of Bill Gann's uh, ba- Western band there to get us going. Uh, Night Riders Lament. Great, he is, you know, he is authentic. I he, mean, the voice yeah, is authentic. Very I, much I, so. I, love, I can listen to him all day long. And, of course, uh, the uh, closing theme to uh, the High Chaparral. Who? Uh, some TV show that was on in I think I heard of that 69 to 72 71 71 yeah I just happened to 68 somewhere in there yeah. it, they filmed someplace called Old Tucson they filmed it Old Tucson yeah well you know we oh, were talking uh, b- before you go no. there I, I, you heard the commercial on uh, horse uh, horse and around rescue and for those who belong to Facebook you are able to on your birthday you can Ask for donations yeah. to a specific uh, charity or nonprofit or whatever. And for uh, this year, for my birthday, I, I put on uh, requesting donations for Horse and Around Rescue. And the reason I did that is, well, I like horses. and <laughs> You like Horse and Around? And I like Horse and Around. But uh, moreover, Steve Boyce does a great job down there with um, rehabilitating uh, equines and uh, donkeys mm-hmm. and whatnot down there. And uh uh, it's a safe haven for horses to, as it says, to be horses. And uh, it's a couple-week-long campaign. I think it ends uh, toward the end of June. But uh, we got a great we, idea. We got some. We got some decent bucks in there, and uh, hopefully, others will head on over to uh, the Facebook page and there and uh, the year, throw Hopefully, out. it'll grow over the years. Yeah, that's uh, what we're. That's what we're a, aiming. It's not. You know. It's not just. One time, no, buy no, a bale no, no, hay no. and feed the horses. No, every day you got to feed them. Yeah, it does cost. It does cost money. It does cost money. So, well, you know, we <clears> were <throat> talking about the empire just before we uh, took the break, and Steve, the Boyce family, they were they ran they ran the empire, owned it for a good number of years, and 
Coming up in September on the 15th, they have a fundraiser at the loft. Oklahoma is this mm-hmm. year's uh, choice, which was a good portion of it was made there. San Rafael, Sonoida, mm-hmm. uh, that whole area down there. And it's a great, and it's also a weekday, so that's kind of a break. It's a little different than a weekend, but it's a great, and it's an afternoon thing. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think it's going to be a good event. They, mm-hmm. uh, they're planning on having a panel. And one other thing I want to mention, and this, because when this when this initially happened, Emil was really excited. Yeah. And that was the Arizona Opera Company mm-hmm. did Riders of the Purple That's right. Sage. Yes. Well, they're going to do it again this year. Nice. It's on their schedule. Nice. And Emil just he went to see it. Him, him, and him and the missus. And he raved about it. Well, and we had the uh, director yes, we did. Uh, on the show uh, prior to that. that so, uh, yeah, I'll have to, gets close to see if I can find him. Or somebody, you know. The, yeah. Well, we had the writer. That's, that, that's it, yeah. Yeah, we had the guy. So a little note here uh, from Sherrod uh, to us. She says, hi, listening on the webpage. Miss you guys on the YouTube and Facebook Live. I guess we could go back to doing Facebook Live again. I don't, mm. I don't know. What do you? Well, think? we, I'm, Sherrod, I miss you too. You're, yeah. I always enjoy talking to you. You're a great lady. Yes, she and, is. And I, and I hope you still are going out horsebacking. Well, you know, I belong to the NRA, and okay. I get, I, you know, and the nice folks at NRA every month they they send me a magazine. Mm-hmm. And the magazine's called American Hunter. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been a member of NRA off and on since I was an early teenager, around 12, 13. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been every year because there's years you get, you get busy or whatever. You get a little, money's a little tight. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I like about the NRA is their values. And they have they're a Kind of like cowboy values. Well, it's American values. Yeah. It's, it's it's the values that that Valley Forge, you know, yeah. Appomattox, uh, the Alamo. Anyhow, they have a call, part in there called "Says You," which is a letters column. And here's a particular letter from that. This is this is from the current issue. <laughs> it's how times have changed. In 1948, I was in the eighth grade in a country school in Arkansas. A friend and I would take guns to school to go squirrel hunting afterwards. We would give them to the teacher as soon as we got there. She would lock them in a storage locker. After school, after the other kids had cleared the school grounds, she would give our guns back. My friends, my friend had a Stevens single shot 22 rifle, and I had a Lefevre 410 bore double barrel shotgun. We walked about a mile to school but knew the woods in every direction from school. I'll be 84 in June. If a kid did this now, he would be in a heap of hurt. But this didn't even raise an eyebrow back then. Yep. Times, they our, have changed. Our values have changed. Big time. Yeah. I, I remember in high school, we were talking about this before air, uh, I remember in high school, uh, uh, out in the parking lot, trucks out there with... Uh, gun racks and guns in them and students inside the school doing their thing coming out after school and you go out shooting or plinking or whatever well i can remember as a kid you know even up in my teenage years there in new mexico uh like you say you'd see a pickup parked in front of the barber shop gun rack gun on the rack Mm -hmm. and the windows rolled down yeah that's the amazing thing yeah and nobody 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 stole you know i growing up i never had a key to the house because never needed it right and neighbors had come by there was nobody home you'd you'd come home and there might be a pie on the table or 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 a note saying stop by nobody home borrowed a borrowed a quart of milk oh yeah see you bye (laughs) yeah that that just maybe out in the country that'll happen but nowhere and you near still got, you know, you not still in the got, cities. You still got ranchers and farmers out there that have got those values. Right. Unfortunately, they do have to lock their stuff up because yeah. the city folks that come out there and squat and come out there and, and want to build a subdivision and, you know, 
you know, why do they always, they look for the prettiest farm, yeah. and buy it, and put in a subdivision. Why don't they go up on some hill full of scrub that's ugly and build it there if they got a build out there? I don't know. Sharon says that her gun rack had an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I can I can remember when it went from guns to lariats. Yeah, or fish, to, there was always used to be or a hat rack. Well, that <laughs> and, and, and fishing rods too. Yeah, fishing rods. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We wait. Wait. We got it. We, we got to start a movement against fishing rods because you know fishing rods. You could hurt somebody with that. No. You, you could or, or it, it's cruelty to worms. What? Yeah. Gosh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, those those poor worms. Yeah. Okay, I, I got. I, I like that last letter so much. I got another one All in right. the same area. In 1976, I was a 16-year-old 11th grader who was asked by a school friend to join a high-power rifle competition team in Berwyn, Maryland. After attending several introductory meetings, I was simply handled an M1 Geron and a sack full of ammo to take home and practice on my own. I shot at Fort Meade other locations, missing expert classification by just a few points. Hmm. Being an avid Maryland duck goose hunter, too, I got into carving decoys in school woodshop class. I always carried a folding old-timer knife with a four-inch blade in my pocket at school, which I used for carving. I would also carry a pocket full of my favorite deer and groundhog cartridges, which I used to pull out and discuss with hunting friends, all laid out on my desk before class started. It was routine to bring and trade shotgun ammo at school between those of us who hunted. What was so ordinary at school in the 70s would now be a top story on the evening news. Boy, I guess so, huh? The values. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. But I do like the gun rack with an umbrella. Yeah. That, that's class. Well, I always, you know, I always liked the old ricochet story, you know, the old mm-hmm. cartoon strip. Mm-hmm. There was one Sunday strip in there, and this is because you had started out as a cowboy on Bob Wire's ranch, mm-hmm. Bob Wire being the old rancher. And he had moved to town, became sheriff, but he'd still go out to the ranch once in a while to, to help Bob with ground up or something like mm-hmm. that. Anyhow, he's going out to the ranch one day, and as he gets to the main gate, he notices a sign out there by the side of the gate. Trespassers will be shot. Now, Rick, being a law officer now, you know, not wanting old Bob to get in trouble, he gets up to the house and he says, Bob, I noticed your sign. He says, I understand your sentiments, but that's a little strong. Maybe, you know, you should, you know, kind of kind of tone it down a little bit. And Bob says, well, okay, Rick, you know, if you think that's best, that's what I'll do. So a few weeks go by, Rick's out in the area, and he swings by Bob's place. He rides up to the gate. Sure enough, there's a brand-new sign out there. Trespassers will be shot at. (laughs) Uh, You know, you can't beat it. (laughs) And on that note, we were going to take our final commercial break. If you'd like to get in our con- get in with the conversation here with us, you got a, a few minutes left. 844-908-WEST, 844-908-9378. We'll be back with much more on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West right after this. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, green estate in the land of the free, raised in the woods so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. 
Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army, a long overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, visit armyhistory.org. Besides bringing millions a year into this community with national and international events, the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway services the local shooting sports community with a 380-acre site featuring trap, skeet, five stand, and two sporting clays fields, as well as a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, which all is available to local shooters, and soon an archery range. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com or take a drive out west of town and see it for yourself. New members or single-day use, welcome. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movie Zealots podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like the Alexa quote of the show and may the odds be ever in your favor and have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubbs or MoviePass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zealots. Until then, that's a wrap. Old-time Western radio shows, every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, only on VOW Radio. He was waiting at the station when the train pulled in He was there to meet a lady as a favor for a friend The stranger was a proud man who paid the debts he owed And it was his time to pay the debt he owed from long ago Handsome stranger, where do you come from? Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Handsome stranger, where do you come from? Mel Tillis there. That's from the movie The Villain. I worked on that one, Harry. Yes, you did. Yes, Filmed at uh, yeah, Old I, Tucson with that yes. high chaparral that was, that was shot down. Most of it in the area was shot down around Rio Rico mm-hmm. and up on the uh, uh, in Santa Cruz. Or actually, the Patagonia Sonoida Creek that runs into it. it, it it's a movie that doesn't get a whole lot of play. But uh, or credit or credit, but you know if you're a a, a huge fan of uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons, Road Runner, Road Runner, Coyote, you will living, absolutely yeah. love the villain because it's uh, written and directed in kind of the. Uh, uh, kind of the same fashion as one of those Roadrunner yeah. cartoons. Oh, hey, I've told you the story about uh, uh, Lidecker, the guy that was a special effects guy. The boulder that chased him down the mm-hmm, hill, mm-hmm. he built that boulder, and it was radio controlled, so yeah. he could turn it to the left <laughs> or the right, speed it up or slow it down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was just awesome. Yeah, and uh, going into the commercial break, of course, it was Davy Crockett. Oh, I got, you know... In the movies, they, like in Chaparral, each of the characters had their thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have that, but I was just thinking, Harry, Harry Alexander, <laughs> king of the old airwaves, born born in a mountaintop in Tennessee, killed a double shot of bear in old Tennessee. <laughs> okay, there's some merit there, I think. Uh, uh, and, we'll, we'll work on it, get it down uh, yeah, better right. with a full orchestra. It'll sound good. Uh, yeah, we'll have John Camerata compose something yeah. for us. Uh, the uh, uh, commercial you heard there for the Movie Zealots podcast, uh, do do check that out. Uh, Tom and his group do a wonderful job there talking movies, and uh, i got to get him on the show yeah. uh, so we can... Do a cross thing on that, but uh, yeah, do a cross pollination. Yes, yeah, so you can find you can find him uh, just as he said over at iTunes at uh, Stitcher at Radio Public at Red Circle. I mean, there are so many of these podcast outlets available. You yeah, if you really love, need if you a love when entertainment was entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, pretty yeah, much. That you, you know, that Grandpa could sit down with his granddaughter yeah. or his grandson yeah. and enjoy it together and then talk about it. That's right. 
So I'm going to digress a moment here on the uh, uh, the gun rack business that we were talking about. Okay. Uh, and Sherrod said that she, her gun rack had an umbrella, and she says it was a perfect fit. Of course it was. Uh, and she does have it. She says here she has an 1838 Johnson flintlock converted to percussion. As a, it's a wall hanger yeah. as opposed to a shooter. That would love to get my hands on a flintlock. Uh, Sherrod, what caliber was that uh, umbrella? <laughs> uh, well, okay, you know what? I've, I've got another letter from the American Hunter. This is from the Armed Citizen column. Mm-hmm. And this is folks that, thanks to their concealed carrier, are still alive today or somebody else is still mm-hmm. alive. It says, a county magistrate in Carlsbad, New Mexico, was in the parking lot behind the county courthouse when he noticed a man rummaging outside outside in a clerk's car. Concerned, the magistrate went back into the building to ask the clerk if a person was supposed to be in her car. When she told him no, the magistrate returned to the parking lot. There, the magistrate said, he observed the man behaving oddly. The magistrate, a retired 28-year sheriff's deputy, drew his concealed carry arm, firearm and ordered the man to get down on his knees. The magistrate held him there until police arrived. The man was charged with attempted burglary. Hmm. And that's the, things, that's the thing, when you watch the news at night, all they tell you about is the people, bad people, Using guns, yep. but the thing that they don't tell you is the bad people that use are using guns. They didn't go out and buy the gun; they stole it. They bought it from somebody that stole it. Uh, there's over six million gun owners in America. Yeah, and you know this is this is the other thing, and I like I like this one. The third leading cause of death is medical error. Mm-hmm. You're safer off going into a gun store and buying a gun than you are to go seeing your doctor. Well, and here's another thing: there was, in fact, gun control back in the back in the old West days. There were many a town where you could not carry in the exactly. town limits, or a, uh, a boundary was set up. Uh, you don't cross the South Line uh, because that. On the other side of the South Line is where all the uh, the gambling and whatnot took place, and yeah, you can have your gun over there, but not anywhere else. Well, you know, and, and, and amazingly enough, it it worked. Well, you know, and the funny thing is, most of those towns that were like that, which they like to portray in the movies, being wild and woolly, which they were to a degree, but it was commerce, mm-hmm. and the reason <coughs> they did that was because you got young guys coming off the trail herd mm-hmm. that. They, a lot of them had never even drank before. That's right. Yeah, I mean, we're, talk, we're talking kids, practically. 16, 17. And they'd get to a town, pocket full of money, uh, several months of real hardship, people dying, people being hurt, mm-hmm. and get there. And the old-time lawmen, you know, they knew it's easier to subdue a drunk cowboy who's unarmed yeah, yeah. than it is a drunk cowboy with a gun, because when you're drunk, you do stupid things. That's exactly right. You yeah. do. But, and, and by the way, the umbrella is a double ought. Double Is it a lever action yeah, or probably. a pump? It's more than likely a pump. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, All right, just a few more minutes left here. And um, coming up next week on uh, our program, we'll be talking with author Bill Markley. He has another uh, book out, uh, and uh, the title escapes me at the moment, but it's. Uh, Who's it, it about? It's Tell about uh, Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterson. Who were good, good friends. Yeah, they were good friends. All and, offers and, together. Uh, and Buffalo Hunters together. And that, that's right. So. Uh, we'll be talking uh, about uh, uh, that, as well as another little preview of the Western Writers of America convention coming up uh, in Tucson. Yeah, Bill will be down here for that. He will. Uh, there'll be bunches of people down here for it. And we may even get Todd Roberts out here. Well, hopefully. And, and Stuart <laughs> will be here. Yep. And... Uh, Mr. Johnny Boggs, who, All of them. who will probably write five or six novels over <laughs> the, the four-day the, period. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know. <laughs> that man just amazes me how much he is able to... I figured out how he does it, Harry. How's that? Well, 
He takes off his shoes, goes barefooted, and he's got four typewriters, one for each hand, <laughs> one for each foot, and a dictaphone that he can talk into, and he's doing five at a time. Okay. <laughs> I can just see him doing it. It does create a, quite a visual, does it not? <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, and probably fixing dinner for the, for the family. Yeah. yeah. Now, for those of you who may wonder where some of these funny things come about uh, on the Voices of the West uh, Facebook page, they're provided by Mr. Bunker de France, the cowboy chuckles and cowboy wisdom. So he's the guy to uh, to blame. That's, you can uh, blame me for it. Bunker at VoicesOfTheWest at gmail.com. Hey, we're out of time. Oh. And so until then, we will talk at you next time here on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Well, this show's been a sack full of squirrels. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.